What is up my Sunlight Samurais, how are you guys doing? In this video I want to talk to you about COVID-induced ED and COVID-induced long ED. So a lot of people suffer from long COVID and one of the symptoms uh, that got exacerbated by COVID is basically their ED symptoms. So COVID dramatically affects the vascular system because it activates <clears throat> or basically it binds to the ACE2 which then so the ACE2 is the enzyme that converts angiotensin 2 into angiotensin 1 to 7. Angiotensin 2 co uh, promotes uh, vasoconstriction, hypertension, and inflammation. And then uh, when ACE2 converts angiotensin 2 into angiotensin 1 to 7, those metabolites are anti-inflammatory and promotes vasodilation. It's good. So it's kind of like two polar opposites, and that is controlled by angiotensin 2. So when the virus binds to angiotensin 2, it inhibits the conversion of angiotensin 2 into the anti-inflammatory metabolites. So you get the shift in the ratio, and you get an increase in vasoconstriction, an increase in, in uh, inflammation, and then that leads to vascular dysfunction, ED, those kind of stuff. So the, the main focus here is going to be on how to fix uh, the vascular system so that your PNR can work properly again, you can get proper erections, you don't suffer from the vascular specific problems. Because the the veins, the arteries in the veins that control the blood flow, the, the whole reason why the penis gets stiff in the first place is because the blood pool there. And if it can't pool because it's leaking out of the vasculature or the vasculature can't, uh, um, you know, hold onto the blood effectively enough, you won't get a very solid erection. It can cause erectile dysfunction problems. So, yeah, we want to make sure we optimize our vascular system to be able to get an erection. This is not specific necessary to COVID, but a lot of people have vascular specific problems just in general without COVID. So a few things that can contribute to this is just you, you eat a poor diet. Obviously you eat a poor diet and, or not you, the people that have ED usually don't eat a good diet and they don't have good lifestyle habits. So they have nutritional deficiencies. They probably have um, diabetes. They have increased production of oxidative stress this kind of stuff. So the first thing that we want to focus on is inhibiting ACE. So the first enzyme, ACE1, which produces angiotensin 2 in the first place, inhibit that enzyme. And we can do that with natural things like milk proteins, oyster, and egg white protein. Those three contain peptides that inhibit the ACE enzyme, so you produce less angiotensin 2 to begin with. So it's less inflammation, less vasoconstriction. That's good. And then in terms of supplements, we have Panix Jensen, or just Jensen in general, and also skull cap. Those two are really good. Um, yes, those are the ones that I would go for. I think norinjinin is also one that inhibits ACE. So those are the things that I would go for that is going to inhibit ACE and reduce an excess of angiotensin 2. So you have less vascular inflammation and you have uh, less vasoconstriction, more vasodilation. So those are the ones that I would go for. Noringenin is pretty awesome. I would go for noringenin. Just drink a lot of orange juice because orange juice contains noringenin. Just make sure it's high quality. And then also what you can do is you can upregulate angiotensin 2, which is the enzyme that converts the angiotensin 2, I mean, sorry, the ACE2 receptor, the ACE2 enzyme that converts angiotensin 2 into angiotensin 1 to 7. So upregulate it specifically with vitamin D. Vitamin D is extremely important for vascular function and is usually low in people with hypertension or diabetes and erectile dysfunction. And um, I did a whole article, which I can link in the description for you guys, about how important vitamin D is for erections in general, specifically for the vasculature, those kind of stuff. So it prevents kind of like that uh, oxidative stress in the vascular system, it pre uh, prevents atherosclerosis, cardiovascular disease, those kind of stuff. So super important to get your vitamin D in check. So this is the first one. The second one would be, let me look at my list, 
is to protect the vasculature in general from oxidative stress. This is not specific to um, angiotensin, but it's just lowering excess oxidative stress, inflammatory markers, those kind of stuff. So the first one, as I mentioned, would be vitamin D is extremely essential for the vascular system. Now, I prefer getting it from sunlight because sunlight also promotes the synthesis and release of nitric oxide, which can be helpful, but it creates vitamin D. And from sunlight, you get a whole host of uh, sun, like light beams. It's not just like red light or UVs. You get, it's a full spectrum light. It, it offers the most benefit. And you don't have to get a lot, maybe like 10 to 20 minutes on a daily basis should be enough of full upper body. And I, I generally recommend 5 to 10 if you're really pressed for time. That should also give you a lot of benefits. And try to be grounded during that time because grounding is also amazing. So other compounds that can help to protect the vasculature would be magnesium, um, rutin, naringenin, DHEA, progesterone, BPC-157, and then lowering endotoxin. So uh, vitamin D and magnesium usually work together, so make sure you get those. And again, naringen is extremely important or helpful for the vascular system, reducing oxidative stress and inflammation. Rutin is also great for that. And then the DHEA and progesterone are also great for lowering inflammation, lowering endotoxin-induced inflammation, calming down the immune system. And progesterone tends to be specifically uh, capable at doing this. At, um, that's why they speculate that premenopausal women have lower levels of cardiovascular disease in men because they have higher levels of um, they have higher levels of progesterone. Because when you have stimulation of endotoxin, so endotoxin come into your system, it stimulates the immune system, it causes inflammation. That over time contributes to cardiovascular disease, you know, causing oxidative stress and inflammation. And progesterone is very unique in this regard that it prevents that uh, trained immunity stimulation of inflammation. So it calms that down. So if you want to, you can combine DHEA with progesterone to give you that extra benefit for protecting the vasculature, calming the immune system, preventing that trained immunity. Because what that means is when your immune system becomes trained, is that when you supplement, or you eat a food and your immune system unnecessarily reacts to that food, it creates an unnecessary amount of inflammation to something it shouldn't be because it was trained to do that. So it inhibits that trained immunity so it doesn't overreact. And then BPC obviously is very amazing as well for lowering inflammation, improving the integrity of the vascular system. BPC is generally used by athletes for recovery of their, their muscle, their collagen, the ligaments and stuff like that. And obviously, so BPC will have the same protective and regenerative effect on the vascular system. Now you don't have to inject BPC, you can just supplement it orally. So you uh, dissolve your BPC in the water that you usually would have done when you inject it, and you just squirt it in your mouth, take it orally. About 250 to 500 micrograms on a daily basis should be enough. You can even take higher doses. It's great against inflammation. You can combine it with BP, um, TB500, thymabetacin, or thymosin beta-4, TB500. Um, those two work great against inflammation and should be very helpful for the vascular system, regenerating that and improving your ED symptoms if it's specifically vascular related. And the last one would be endotoxin. Um, people with long COVID, okay, so there's a lot of this ACE2 enzyme in the gut as well. So when the virus comes into your body, it binds to that ACE2 and creates a lot of angiotensin 2 in the gut, which causes inflammation, leaky gut, so you absorb more endotoxin. And when anything causes inflammation in the gut, it can cause gut dysbiosis. So you have an increase in more pathological bacteria and a decrease in the more benign, helpful bacteria. So you, you go into a state of more inflammation, a state where your microbiome is producing more 
problematic and inflammatory metabolites versus the good, more beneficial metabolites, as you could put it that way. So when you get COVID, you're more likely to get gut dysbiosis. And people that have long COVID have that persistent dysbiosis. It doesn't resolve on its own, and that contributes to the long COVID symptoms. So you want to modulate the gut specifically to get rid of the long COVID symptoms as well. So something like uh, lapidin, which contain Imodin, is very good for the gut. And then like thymoconone is good for the gut. But just make sure that the diet that you eat is going to be helpful for the gut. So any kind of natural food like uh, A2 milk, oysters, egg white proteins is good for that uh, but i would just go for the whole egg obviously um fruits uh, tubers vegetables if you can tolerate that natural foods would be good for the gut to lower inflammation and um just help to to kind of like resolve those long covid symptoms and i would really like the supplements i like to use on a consistent basis for gut health is inosine which i just made a post the other day about a vlog and um which is on black cumin is a good one I was going to mention something else, like vitamin D, extremely important for the gut health. And then, um, yeah, like I don't use a lot of supplements. So obviously, if you have severe gut biosis, I would do a specific protocol. But just in general, you want to make sure your gut is healthy. And we just like inusine for that because it has so many other benefits as well. So that is for protecting the vascular system. And just to recap, it was <clears throat> vitamin D, magnesium, naringenin, rutin, DHA, progesterone, BBC-157, and then lowering endotoxin. So there's a lot more compounds that can protect the vascular system, but I think those are also very good specifically. So I, I like like the DHA, like the hormones, the DHA and the progesterone, the vitamin D. That's just going to be like the essentials. And then something like naringenin, which inhibits ACE, protects the vascular system and also protects nitric oxide from being oxidized. So the next one is... Uh, protect your nitric oxide. So usually people that have uh, erectile dysfunction in general, they have an increased production of um, reactive oxygen species. And then reactive oxygen species, they uncouple ENOS. So ENOS is endothelial nitric oxide synthesis, synthase, which produces nitric oxide in the endothelial system, in your vascular system, to produce that vasodilation. So oxidative stress uncouples ENOS, so that the enos don't produce nitric oxide, but rather increase, um, produces superoxide, which is also free radical. And then you have an increase uh, in the enzyme, inducible nitric oxide synthase, and also in the neural nit nitric oxide synthase. Those also produce nitric oxide that can't be uncoupled. And then when you have more nitric oxide that binds with reactive oxygen species, they create a very harmful reactive nitric oxide, um, free radical called peroxynitrite. This one is extremely harmful and dangerous to your health. So nitric oxide combines with oxidative stress to create that one. So what you want to do is you want to lower oxidative stress. So the thing that you can do, this whole vlog is basically about reducing oxidative stress. It's like, you know, inhibit ACE, lower angiotensin 2, and then lower oxidative stress by modulating the gut in a positive way because most of the reactive oxygen species and problems is coming from the gut specifically. And then make sure you eat a nutrient-dense diet that's low in polyunsaturated fats. It contains a good ratio of your macronutrients and it's very high in the micronutrients because these antioxidant defense enzymes in the body like superoxide, dismutase, catalase, and glutathione peroxides, peroxidase that create um, things like, that basically uh, neutralizes the free radicals they use vitamins and minerals to work properly. So you want to make sure you eat a diet that's nutrient-rich and you eliminate the things that produce inflammation. So protect the nitric oxide, 
by lowering oxidative stress firstly through the diet and lifestyle and then you can add things like naringenin which is very good at lowering oxidative stress and protecting that nitric oxide from being uh, reacting to the free radicals so you have more nitric oxide available that will help to stimulate proper erections so protect your nitric oxide um, vitamin D is obviously going to be extremely important for this as well and then vitamin C and vitamin E is also very good so usually people that don't respond very well to um, PDE5 inhibitors like Viagra or the Dalafil Cialis is because they have too much reactive oxygen species to begin with and combining a PDE5 inhibitor with uh, antioxidant like vitamin E, vitamin C or naringenin dramatically improves the effectiveness of that inhibitor. So just to recap, make sure you inhibit ACE with those dietary things that I mentioned. Then also lower oxidative stress, protect the vascular system, and then um, spare your nitric oxide with the things that I mentioned. This is going to be uh, some of the main things to improve the vascular system and help to resolve this long COVID uh, or this COVID-induced long ED that you might have. All right, guys, I hope this was helpful. Please implement this and let me know your thoughts on this. I am currently making, creating a ED course. It's not going to be specific to um, COVID-induced erectile dysfunction. And it's not like COVID can give you erectile dysfunction. COVID usually gives people erectile dysfunction for those that are susceptible to it that might have gotten it later in life in any way because the vascular system is not as good. So this whole course will focus on uh, dietary things, lifestyle things, and supplemental things. Um, that will help to resolve ED um, permanently so you don't have to use drugs. And the ultimate goal with, with this ED course is that uh, there's about a 50% discontinuation rate when it comes to using um, PDE5 inhibitors. So after one year, about 50% of people quit. And this, there's a multiple reasons why, but one of the main reasons is because people don't want to use a supplement for the rest of their lives. And I can, I can resonate with that. I agree. I don't, I don't want to be using a supplement for the rest of my life unless it's the one supplement that makes me feel normal. If I, if I had a disease and it's one supplement that made me feel normal, I would use it. But people don't want to use a supplement all the time just to perform normally. They want to be normal. And this course will teach you what to, to do to be normal, that you don't have to use a supplement or a compound um, every single time you want to have sex. So be on the lookout for that. I will let you guys know when it's ready and out and um, hope this video was helpful please implement some of these strategies let me know if you have if you had a covid induced ed and you've used stuff that helped to resolve it please let me know in the comments below what you used and what was effective and i will check you guys in the next one cheers guys